Welcome to another edition of the Cood Street Advent Calendar Edition. Uh, Jonathan Strawn and I, I'm Gary Wolf, decided at the end of the year when we're always putting together lists of books that we're recommending that we would just do a series of daily short podcasts like these talking to the authors of the books that we like this year. And I'm delighted to have uh, Sam J. Miller with me today, who actually, you've got two books out this year, Sam. I do, I do. It's a, it's a delightful feast. Well, let's start off, rather than having me uh, describe them, start off by having you tell us about Boys, Beasts, and Men, which is, is that your first or second collection? It's my first short story collection. It was published by Tachyon this year. Uh, it collects 14 of my short stories, uh, one of which has never been published before, all of which are strung together with a sort of framing device that um, links the stories up into a shared narrative. So it's some familiar stuff if folks have read my work, but also some new stuff that will sort of reframe and reimagine some of that, um, as well as story notes and um, some some fun, hope, hopefully fun factoids and Easter eggs uh, for the uh, Sam J. Miller expanded cinematic <laughs> universe um, of shared of shared narratives. It's uh, and you said you got the idea for the frame narrative from the Illustrated Man from Bradbury. Yes, yes, I, I've 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 stolen a lot from Old Ray through <laughs> through the years, and this is this is my latest. Um, uh, yeah, that idea of a framing narrative that somehow. Um, uh, acknowledges the reality of these wildly different worlds that wouldn't shouldn't seem like they're they're all real, but they are, and they sort of they sort of fit together with a narrative that keeps you sort of like going from story to story, right. hopefully. Well, I mean, and 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 sort of buffering the shift in mood from story to story because some of these stories get pretty dark. I mean, they deal with things like foster care and school bullying and homophobia and police violence, um, and Yet there's an optimistic sort of uh, undercurrent, even to your um, your story about um, Stonewall, for example. Yeah, the dark. The dark is where I tend to be um, the happiest <laughs> as a writer, because um, I feel like that feels real to me in a, in a way. Um, but but also like trying to uh, find the the joy and the happiness and the hope in in spite of the horrific tragedy. That surrounds us. I don't know how successful I am at that, but that's that's what I'm going for. Well, it it, it works. Uh, I I think it works very well in in, in some of the uh, most successful stories. I think there is this recurring idea, kind of power fantasy of psychokinesis, which probably uh, is is almost a tradition in science fiction these days. That if you're put up on enough, you will somehow pay people back. And I think everybody who's been put up on, who's been bullied, who's been beaten up in school kind of wishes that could happen. And I don't know if the archetype for that is Stephen King's carrier, probably stories going back before then. But, but what's interesting is the way you apply science fiction ideas to different uh, real life situations. And the other thing, which was fun, is tell us about the two, I think there are only two stories in it, maybe three stories that are based on movies, more or less. Yeah, I mean, I love movies. I love movie monsters. And so they pop up in my fiction from time to time. So I have two uh, unauthorized IP infringing sequels uh, in here. I, I have a short story called Shattered Sidewalks of the Secret of this of the Human Heart, which takes place six years after King Kong fell from the Empire State Building in a world where that was real and mm-hmm. um, sh- interesting ramifications for the world. Um, and my short story, Things with Beards, uh, which was a Nebula nominee, which is a sequel to The Thing, um, and sort of 
takes as its springboard my observation that 1982 saw the release both of John Carpenter's film, The Thing, and the CDC's announcement of the discovery of the disease that would become known as HIV AIDS. So, so sort of imagining um, shape-shifting hideous monsters of, of viral and alien um, uh, origin uh, having fun and do, uh, unleashing atrocity in New York City. And it's, it's, it's a very powerful uh, way of reimagining. We should make clear that this is the John Carpenter film, not the Campbell story, not the Howard Hawks film. Yes, um, not that there's anything wrong with those. Not that there's anything wrong with those, but it's, it wasn't about the same time. I think Peter Watts had another story based on the thing from the thing's perspective. So it looks like at this point, John Carpenter has taken over that property and poor John W. Campbell is left yes. in the dust. Yes, I, I think that John. Uh, no, no, no disrespect, but I, I feel like John Carpenter was doing some really interesting things with it. Sometimes I think are by accident. Like sometimes I watch the movie and I'm like, this movie might be kind of dumb, but I love mm-hmm. it and I'm okay with its, uh, with its, with its um, sort of clumsy uh, ex- exploration of things. Um, yeah. yeah. Although actually, Carpenter's movie was much closer to Campbell's story than the 1951 one. Yeah, better, uh, better special effects by 1980. Well, yeah, <laughs> uh, let's move on to the other uh, novel, which I, a couple of years ago we were talking, you were doing all kinds of research into boxing journalism. And now I know why. Tell us <laughs> what you yeah, found. Yeah, so uh, in uh, uh, this year, my short, my novel, my first novella, sorry, my novella Kid Wolf and Kraken Boy uh, came out, which is sort of like set in the 1920s and is a is an alternate history um, where uh, tattoos give magical abilities and this uh, lesbian Jewish crime boss want, is, is planning to sort of take over the underworld and has a has a plan that involves magical tattoos and this gifted um, young boxer. Uh, and so it's sort of a love story between um, uh, Kid Wolf, the, the boxer, and his, his uh, uh, tattoo artist who he affectionately calls Kraken Boy after his uh, prodigious ink uh, abilities. Um, so yeah, I, I've always loved boxing. It's the only sport I like. I, I hate most sports. Um, but my father really loved boxing. And so I, I really like it. I really enjoy it. And, and I love boxing history and it was really fun to explore this, um, and learn a lot about it, but also sort of like tell a real sort of like alternate history of where something as simple as like Mm -hmm. a love affair can dramatically change the future of, of, of the earth and, uh, and, and, and uh, imagining a better future that comes about as a result of, uh, people having the courage to love. So, uh, yeah. Okay. You've you've given away already. I wasn't going to say anything that looked like a spoiler, but it really (laughs) turns into an alternate history. Um, yeah, I don't think it's a spoiler because, because, you know, yes, alternate, yes. The spoiler is that there is an alternate history, but whether what that looks like, uh, okay, that's I feel like point. is is yeah. pretty wide open. Um, but yeah, uh, it was it was it was super fun to write, and um, I well, yeah. Now I feel like I will get into some I have some spoiler territory, so I'll respect that and just say okay. uh, it was fun to write Jewish boxers and Jewish gangsters taking over the world. <laughs> and okay, uh, let's move on to another question we promised to ask everybody. What are you reading these days? So to be honest, I have read a ton 
in 2022, but most of it was 2021 because I was privileged to be a judge for the Shirley Jackson Awards, Uh, um, which was wonderful, but meant a mountain of stuff all published last year um, that I had was really happy to read and 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 I really loved it and um, it gave me like a a lot of excitement and hope for horror and all the amazing stuff that's happening with horror, but. I did take the liberty of reviewing my reading list for the past year to, to sort of like have something concrete to give you of like, what have I read in the last year that's been, that came out in the last year? Uh, certainly known of the ninth. Um, mm-hmm. I fought the lock tomb trilogy very hard, um, but then I succumbed to it and I, I just adore it. Um, so that was super fun. Uh, uh, Stephanie Feldman has a great new novel called Saturnalia. Uh, yes. that I really love that came out this this summer. Um, I read two really great um, horror novels by trans authors, um, uh, Hell Followed With Us uh, and Queen of Teeth, uh, which are both brilliant and disturbing and really fascinating looks at horror that have me really excited for, for where trans authors are going to take the, the genre in the next few years. Who, who are the authors? Um, uh, Queen of Teeth was Haley Piper, and Hell Followed With Us is Andrew Joseph White. Wonderful to know about that. I did not know about those at all. Yeah, uh, Hell, uh, uh, um, Queen of Teeth won the Stoker Award last year and is super deserving of it. Oh, it's wonderful. Are there any stories or novels that, that you either recommend to people this season or that you like this season? I'm, I'm trying to avoid asking favorite Christmas stories because turns out almost nobody has one. Um, (laughs) well so so you know as as a as a jewish person i've always uh you know i won't say i dislike this time of year um but i it's it's when i always sort of felt the most like an outsider uh and sort of like outside of where everyone else was celebrating so i don't really enjoy christmas content very much um i don't like the incessant christmas songs in every public place you go to um but i do have an regret like a favorite christmas story that I love to death uh, <laughs> and that I try to watch every year and that's Gremlin uh, because okay. Gremlins is a is a good sort of like look at like oh here is a nightmare Christmas story um, yeah. so uh, I don't I don't have any I don't have any problem owning up to a favorite a favorite Christmas story however it is a very uh, dis- disturbing a quick recommendation for you, for you you might want to take a look at uh, Mary Rickert's Lucky Girl a Krampus oh. story out awesome soon no, I think it's out, uh, and I think it's a tour.com novella. But it's, love, it's a Mary Rickard story. Rickard. So it, oh, here we go. It's got three titles. I'm, I'm, this is about you, I know, but I like this. Uh, <laughs> Lucky Girl or How I Became a Horror Writer, a Krampus Story. Amazing. Yeah. Oh, it's a great cover. Um, yeah, I love, I love Mary Rickard, so I'm excited to check that out. So let's find out what's coming next from you. What are we going to expect next year from Sam Miller? You know... It's a really good question. I have a bunch of projects that are that are at various levels of percolation um, that include a novel and that include um, a some short stories and some some short fiction. I actually have a short story coming out in the Kenyan Review next year, which is a, really? a, 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 a sort of classy literary journal that I've been submitting to since I was sixteen. So. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, yeah, but nothing is nothing that I can concretely point to as like, look for this at this date and time. So I'll just say exciting things are happening. I have full confidence in the the fact the 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 idea that they'll come to light eventually. Um, 
The only thing I'll, I'll talk about concretely um, is that I'm working on a video game. Um, I've, uh, it was one of my sort of pandemic projects was, um, I really love RPGs, especially sort of old school 2d, um, pixel based RPGs, like mm-hmm. for Nintendo and super Nintendo and game boy. And so I decided to try to make one and that involved learning to code. Turns out learning to code is really hard. So it's taken uh, yeah. me what I, what I thought would be a really quick romp is taking me a year and a half and that's still not finished. Um, but I, I, I do feel really uh, good about it and it's really been really fun. So whether it'll be a fun game for people to play, I don't know. Um, but I'd love to think that I'll have a Kickstarter out for it or something in the next, uh, in the, in the foreseeable. That'll be great. And one of the things that's fascinating about watching your career is that now you can add that to the mix, but we never had any idea whether the next thing we were going to see was going to be a, a, a YA novel or kind of a ghost story or a good hard SF novel like, Blackfish City. No, there are a lot of people who want to see more of that world. And by the way, people who haven't read Calved, I guess, should know that they can see that world again in your story collection. That's right. That's right. Uh, my short story, Calved, which is in Boysby Cement, takes place in the same city as Blackfish City about 20 years before the events mm-hmm. of Blackfish. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I would love to go back to well, I don't know. I don't know if I don't know if there's more to do in Kanak for me. There might be, um, but yes, all my stuff, as I've said, is like takes place in a shared universe. So there's lots mm-hmm. of little reoccurrences of things. So folks, folks who have a fondness for the, that world might not uh, might not get a sequel, but they might get um, a visit from an Orcomancer at some point. Okay, great. All right. Well, thanks for being with us. We're past the ten minutes we thought we would do, but we never have done this within ten minutes. Uh, awesome. But anyway, uh, I. Hope that uh, hope I'll see you next year at, at ICBA and hope that the uh, game project comes through and hope uh, to see new work from you, even if you don't know what it is yet. Awesome. Gary, I appreciate you. It's great to chat and I hope to see you soon. Okay. Our guest has been Sam Miller. This has been the Good Street Podcast.